Rams. Hello and welcome to Gundam. I hardly know him. The book club style podcast where we tackle every Gundam series, OVA, and movie in release order. It's season three, episode six, and today we're discussing episodes 41 through 47 of Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta. Hi, I'm Michael, and as always, I'm joined by three friends who I would love to run on the beach and lovingly embrace. I have... Oh my god, that's so nice. I have Alex. I Let's go to the beach right now. I would love that. I'd love to embrace on the beach. Oh, I would love to just run on the beach with you and hold hands. I've also got Christian. Hello. And we also have Simon. I just want to take a moment to thank you for not making us do one of your twisted <laughs> challenges. I feel like we are just at your mercy when this show starts. And I could see the fear in Alex's eyes, in Christian's eyes. Um, and I think that we are just feeling overwhelmed, like relief. Yeah, that um that we that we can just start this start this off um with this beautiful beach scene. So this is it. We've we've done it. We finished Double Zeta, and uh, today we're going to talk about the last uh, episodes here. But I think the question that's on everybody's lips is, Simon, did you finish the series? We know that famously you've never yeah. finished Zeta. You refuse to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. If you know me, you love me. I can't finish a goddamn thing in my whole life. Um, but. Uh, I did finish it. In fact, I finished it with my fucking mom and dad. Okay, <laughs> I live. I don't. I don't live with those cats anymore. Okay, I'm a free man. But it just so happened that the viewing of the last two episodes lined up with me being home for a week. And um, my mom and dad. I had to explain. They were asking a lot of questions about who everyone was and everything. Um, so I think I. Um, not only did I watch the last two episodes, but I explained the last two episodes to two 50-year-olds. Would you be able to convince them to quickly discuss their thoughts on Mike? I can insert it here, but, like, posthumously, like, li- tomorrow. Yeah. Not I'll, right I now. I can go get them right no, now. No, no, not right I, now. I, I like, no, it should be right now. <laughs> no, 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 I can't. I, I can't handle okay. the anxiety oh, of your parents going yeah, and talking on the podcast. <laughs> No, 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 no. This is a great idea. idea. Bring in your parents and can please uh, and have them instead of us guiding guiding the audience through the no, episode. We can't we'll with, with Simon too. featuring Simon's dad. Where are we with Simon's parents? <laughs> hey, Dad. Can you do me a favor? <laughs> Um, yeah, me and my three best friends, we want to know what your thoughts on the last two episodes of, uh, the series that you watched. So first of all, what was the name of the show that you watched with me earlier tonight? Oh, Gundam. Nice. Correct. Um, what was your favorite part of the last two episodes that you watched? When the girl realized that she was being influenced by that one dude and she was in kind of like a COVID fog, but then she snapped out of it. And then she um, actually spot on hit that one dude with a missile. Right. W- would you would you call that girl power? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. 
Thanks. Yes. Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> my mom was booking a flight during the whole time. Do you have anything to say, Mom? Oh, wait. Um, can I get your thoughts on the last two episodes? I can just tell you I was booking a flight, but I did like when the um, two siblings reunited. That was a happy moment. Yeah, that was heartwarming. Did that remind you of perhaps when um, me and my sister reunite after um, a long time away? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thank you both. <laughs> that is the first. And maybe the last time we'll get parents' take. Simon's parents' take on Gundam. I'm like both privileged and a little bit threatened by their analysis of the last two episodes. Like, if they're gonna start a podcast, like it's gonna be a really hard relationship between yeah. you. And Game them. over. Game it's over. Be a tough competition. Yeah, it's gonna be contentious. No, maybe we should keep the relationship of they're, they're they can be special guests on all of our finales. I'll phone them in and I'll show them the last episode and get their thoughts. <laughs> I'd like the okay. How about this? I like the idea of making friends and loved ones who know nothing about Gundam, like <laughs> making them watch the last two or like last episode of a series, and then having them like describe like Ooh. what they liked and what they didn't like about it. What was the uh, what was the episode from zero zero seventy nine that Tomino thought was so bad that he cut from the series? Episode oh, fucking 15. the one on the 15. island. Yeah. yeah, we should make our. We yeah. should make all of our love. Lo- we should do uh, one episode each season where we make our loved one watch that episode and give their impression of that. Yeah, <laughs> just every season, <laughs> the same episode. <laughs> and have them like guess what like the rest of the show is about based on that one episode. Yeah, so it'd be like Abigail, my wife, would get to watch it, and then like maybe Alex's my mom. Wife. We could get just uh, Simon's sister. You know, just anybody really. Uh, Alex's roommate. Just you know, get get anybody involved in just watching that one episode. <laughs> Bro, slow down. We don't have that many loved ones. <laughs> yeah, that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot for me. I was reaching there at the end. I was like, people who love Wait, us. Abigail, my wife. Um, Scout, that's a dog. She uh, can't talk. My mailman. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, we can get back into it. Thank you for uh, letting me do that little deterrence. Uh. Anyway, so I think at that point. He thought he was getting out of it by bringing his parents into the show, but he will not get out of it. Now it's time Fucking for everybody's Christ. favorite segment, Where Are We With Simon? Your time starts Yay. now. Where are we with Simon? I'm watching Gundam with my three best friends. Fade from black to color. Let me set the scene. A team, unlike unlikely heroes, are battling it out in, in space. I think Glemmy is against Hamon Khan in episode forty-one, but Glemmy's gone rogue. Him and Play Two, they're a league of their own. Um, Chara Soon, you don't know this yet, but she's in charge of a ton of boys on an asteroid. Um. Oh God. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Um, we're still. Uh, Hamon Khan is at the uh the 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 horrible man's place at the bad man's place, and they're fighting. They're fighting it out. They're fighting it out. And holy shit, what's this? Uh, oh God, what's her name? Fucking 
Uh, what's the blonde one's name again? Sailor! Ding, 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 no. ding, 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 Time's up. Fuck! Fuck up. Bazooka! L! L! Shut up. L! Hey, I was trying to help you, Simon. You were killing it, though, for a second. That was the best you've done. Yeah. That was pretty good. I, like... I knew I had the realization while watching these episodes that like I was going to have to do this, but like that did not help. <laughs> well, it doesn't help because like you have to hearken back to the previous recording because like what you're supposed yeah. to do yeah. is talk about those, which like none of us can do that accurately because the time yeah. between these seems like an eternity. Yeah, no, it's all good. Thank you for bearing with me for another <laughs> few seconds. I appreciate it. Um, so the one kind of thing that we have left over from the last episode is we never ever discussed when it was that I cried during the previous block of episodes. Yeah, I was, to... yeah, we, it I was, was... editing it and I just realized oh. that we totally skipped over it. So I was going to give a last, unless anyone's seen, I posted on Instagram, uh, with the, with the moment it was, if, if you've seen that disregard it, but. Oh, I was about to go look. If, never mind. If you have, yeah, if you I have not. If you have a guess, you can go ahead and do it now, and then I'll, I'll tell uh, my very emotional moment from the previous block. Was it when Play died? From the last one. It was not when Play died. You're a fucking monster. Or Palu. Yeah, that's fucking. I cried when Play died. I mean, I didn't, like, I'm, okay, I'm not saying that nothing else made me feel emotional, but this was a moment that surprisingly made me feel emotional. Was it a time, so, like, I don't have a specific, um moment in which this happened but i'm assuming that this happened was it when like the team like they all used really good teamwork at it at a certain point was it did that make you cry was that did that make you cry it was when inu put on that dress and, and put on the wig <laughs> you're like fuck man oh god brought you to emotion brought you to tears you see someone so beautiful me right now i love you new man <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't his transformation is so beautiful do you want to do you want to right. uh, just go ahead and reveal it just tell us yeah tell us it was when fa came back into the team and she saw shinta and kum and shinta and kum ran to fa and jumped in her arms <laughs> <sighs> yeah that Dude, makes sense that. i even brought it Fucking, i even brought it up. A- I loved it. Damn. I've, like, I've become crazy. You know what? Before we move, before we go into the episodes, I do want to say that I've become a big Shinta and Kum fan. Like, I, even seeing I them at the end you. of this wow. episode, I just love, or at the end of the series, I, I love seeing them yeah. again. So, I had kind of forgotten about them. Uh, I don't know any bit. I mean, maybe that's why. But the, yeah, maybe I, that's why I started to I, like them. I like their, I like their little arc in this. In this series. Yeah, I do too. I don't have anything against them. No, no, no. Yeah, I think... I'm going to really, like, let off the gas towards the end of, like, writing for Shinta and Kum. I think he probably just got tired of it. But <laughs> they, like, in the last episode, like, when they were doing the, like, Star Wars award ceremony type thing, they made an appearance and, like, mm-hmm. they, I don't know, they, it, it, they definitely, they didn't grow on me, per se, but I was happy that they were around less. Um... You know what? That wasn't even like a positive thing. That was just a straight fucking like dunk on Cheetah and Coom. But um, I'm sorry that you cried during that time. No, it, it was a it was a good moment. It, it was, was happy. A good cry. Yeah, it was happy. It was happy. 
Um, okay. today, today we're going to finish up our episode walkthrough of Double Zeta. And then I thought at the end, oh, yeah. um, the end of the episode, we could talk some more broad strokes about Gundam, the podcast, and what we're looking uh, forward to moving forward. Um, so the mm-hmm. first thing we will do is just jump into the episodes. So I'm going to talk about episode 41 called Rasara's Life. Um, all right, so episode 41. Sensing Haman's evil mind, Sarasa and Rasara go back into the colony at side three with Mondo to confront her. But along the way, Stampa's uh, Zigak appears, and Rasara is sacrificed herself to protect Mondo. Thinking that Haman was behind it, Judo marches into Stampa's estate and confronts Haman. Rue, El, and Ino come to Judo, and uh, while they s- escape, Mondo gets his revenge on Stampa by killing him in cold blood. Um, so I don't want to spend a ton of time on this episode because there's a lot of talk about moving forward, but I did think it was a good time to talk about the growth of Mondo and Bicha. Um, Alex, what do you think mm-hmm. about their characters from where they started to kind of where they've gotten to at the oh. end of the series? I really like them both. They, Yeah. Mond- Mondo especially. I think the last five episodes with him in it after uh, Rasara dies... He, like, just the way he handles emotions is way different. Very fascinating to see. And Beecher, too. Yeah. Like, I like how, like, much you can see Beecher cares for everyone, especially uh, Judo. Also, I do want to touch on one thing about this episode. How the fuck did Rosara die? I, last I, I recall. I know. Yeah. Last I, I recall, she <laughs> yeah. got on top of Mondo so she he wouldn't be crushed, and then she was dead. Stampa, and that's been bothering me. He literally said, I'm going to flatten you like a non. And then some like rubble fell on her. It was really like, it was off camera. Wait, did almost. rubble fall on her? Something. I don't know. Really sure. No, it happened directly on camera, but it, it, the, but literally the rock, it looked like the, the big boulder rubble, whatever it was, fell like two feet away from her. Yeah. So she's just, just confusing like, as died. to what happened. If she's going to die, so be it, but at least make it in a like non-confusing. She actually died of like way. high you know cholesterol. I, that's what it yeah. seems yeah. like. <laughs> and that piece of but, rubble was. The I could last not get over of a that broken heart. <laughs> like I, I know her death is supposed to be emotional. It's supposed to be a big emotional moment for Mondo. Mm-hmm. But all I can, I couldn't get past the back was how the fuck did she die? I was like, she didn't die. She went to bed. Like, <laughs> Bro, that's kind of what yeah. happens when you die, Alex. It's just yeah. really long bed. I hate to say it, man. It's just like going to sleep. Um, Simon, <laughs> Simon, what, do you, sleep. what did you think about Mondo and Beach's characters kind of through the show? Um, I really... I think at first I was frustrated that they were being treated with so much respect. That is like, I think that is something that I need to get over. I always get frustrated when characters develop from annoying characters to likable characters. Like, mm-hmm. I think that you could see that sentiment of how I feel, like, about Shinta and Kum. And, <laughs> um, like, uh, like, about... Well, not about Haro. Haro's never been annoying. He's a sweet angel. Um, but I, I think originally I was frustrated because it's kind of this... I don't know. I... I, I 
like to think of myself as a forgiving person, but like when it comes to television, I just like don't have the patience for forgiveness. I just like want everything to be how I understand it. Um, but I mean, it was cool that they like committed to the bit, you know, of like being good guys. Like there was no more like back and forth and stuff. And as I could kind of see like the episodes numbers, like, or the, like, as we were like getting close to the end, I kind of knew that they weren't going to like do some crazy, like one last Mm. betrayal or something like that. Um, and yeah, it was, I, I also liked that, um, uh, Bicha, like, you know, he was the command of the, uh, like, what was it called? Not, it was, like, White Base 2. The Ar- Nel Argama. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Nahel Argama. Um, but, like, everyone Nel- didn't, like, treat him the same as they would have treated Bright. Like, there was, mm-hmm. he definitely was, like, a authoritative voice, but there was still, like, back and forth, and they didn't just take everything he said as law, Um, which made it right. a little, I, I, I think I would have got frustrated if they were just like okay here's like you know like bright 2.0 or yeah. right at home um <laughs> but uh, uh but i yeah. think that's 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 part of what's so fun and, and great about double zeta is you get to see uh i think in gundam in general character development is something gundam excels at consistently uh and in double zeta especially and it's it's really fun to come around on a character mm-hmm. uh, because Beach and Mondo initially I was not a fan of they were pretty annoying we like dunked on them in so terms hard. of yeah both in the show and just like how I felt about mm-hmm. it how, how I felt about them they were just visually <laughs> freaking annoying and then um you know like they changed but again they're still not perfect mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. like it wasn't a complete turnaround Beach for example He's able to take the reins and be competent, which is really cool that he he just jumps right into it, no problem. But he does have the back and forth with Torres, and they, you know, but together they make it work, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is really cool. And then Mondo, he has to deal with the emotional weight of grief and revenge, and he has to grow up. Yeah, so I he, felt like know. better. I felt better about Mondo's transformation because, like, I could like tie it down to like a specific point in which like he broke, you know. And I think that that's a trope that I is it was more palatable to me. I've like seen that before of like annoying character finally gets pushed over the edge and becomes normal, you know. So, and I know we'll, I, I, I know like we'll get there. The I know we'll get there, but we need to talk about Bicha and L. Definitely. Like, seriously. Yeah. That, yeah. That that's definitely gonna come up. But um, I think that that's all I really want to talk about from this episode. I felt like it was a good opportunity to wrap up those characters, um, and kind of with each episode that I'm doing, I'm gonna kind of talk about a different character for us to kind of talk our thoughts about. So I agree with everything you all said about Beachamondo. Very annoying at the beginning, but the the growth that they showed <laughs> throughout the show is like a testament to how good the show is, in my opinion. Like, yeah, the fact that yeah. at the end of it, I didn't still hate them. I found them like kind of funny and endearing. Uh, go- goes a long mm-hmm. way. And the way, just, yeah, how you wrote the other characters are written to be this just comedic, whatever to be like serious mm-hmm. characters. It's mm-hmm. Not easy to make a character do a complete one eighty and feel realistic. Definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good. I don't know. A very good bar that the the show has set for itself. You know. Um, so with that, I think we should move on to episode 42, Christian. Take it away. 
episode 42. So on the title card of the show, it says Core 3 Maiden, part one. Okay. But the, the Gundam wiki is going to tell you it's the Maiden from Core 3 or some bullshit like that. Okay. I got neither of those so two names, mod I add. The point is, it's whatever you want to fucking call it. All right. And be just be happy with that. I'm going to get not... this out of the way before we're getting to it. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to call this episode. You do that, all right? Have fun. So anyway, um, in this episode, uh, there is this nascent rebellion forming on in Core 3. Uh, uh, or on a, uh, on a mining operation inside 3, which is not far from Core 3. And the Gundam team... Uh, wants to exploit that situation somehow, so they sneak into that mining operation, and uh, they kind of get mixed up into that situation there. Um, so, in this episode, uh, we get to see Kara soon again. Um... And there's this interesting dynamic between her and Judo that it never is like really explained all that well, or at least it's implied and the audience is supposed to just figure it out. So what is it that you think is going on between Judo and Karasun? What is it about him that throws off her cyber new type programming? Simon. Well, they're just like both new types is what it came down to. And there's like this weird... I feel like in this show kind of states that there's this allegiance that new types have to have with each other. So even though that they're on like the other side of this war effort from each other, they kind of, I don't know. It's almost like judo like continues to like hold her accountable for like being ethical almost like, you know, like reminding her that like to be careful and to like watch out for her mind and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. I, I was a little bit unclear about that, but I kind of just boiled it down to they were both part of this, you know, group that is new types, and they wanted to look out for each other as a result of that. That's actually an amazing point, because that's one of the biggest themes in the entire show, mm-hmm. uh, is mm-hmm. the new types struggling to kind of gain solidarity with one another. Um Exactly. I did think yeah, that I, there is like there's there is an undercurrent uh, in these last episodes. It's kind of like thrown away, like it's not a main point, but it, it's kind of like a thrown away point of the programming of Charasun and Mashamar. Um, and there's there's like a lot of these like throwaway lines that Haman has, or they're like handlers have, um, mm-hmm. where they talk about how they're not quite programmed correctly. So it's kind of like it is that cyber new type um, storyline coming through from Zeta, but it's like a it's like more imperfect. It's like almost like cyber new types at home. Like it's like very like kind of <laughs> like slapstick cyber new type, and they're kind of broken, um, which I I find kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, Christian, what what what, would you, what do you think about that? Well, exactly. It's it's super interesting, and just a small point uh, is that it's still very mysterious, you know, really mm-hmm. up till now, we know nothing about how it actually happens. We only see like small instances when Glemmy's in that laboratory with those. Yeah. Poodoo Especially clones. With, with, 
yeah, with Mashamar and Char, it's like they didn't they didn't expand on it at all. Right. So we never like, see that aspect of it, right? Exactly. But there's conversations Alex, about it. I was gonna say I think that's kind of why like Vegas was broken. It felt very rushed. Like they tried to make them into seven new types very quickly. Mm-hmm. On like last minute and they just it didn't work very well. Like it clearly from what Glemmy shows it like there's a lot of programming that needs to go involved. Mm. Chromebook cyber new type. Yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what they are. Wait, uh, the one I actually had a question written down for this episode, which is, and I'll, Alex, I'll let you expand on this. Um, between Zeta and Double Zeta, which show do you think did the idea of cyber new types better? This show, I think. You think so? Yeah, because we don't like it's still in the same vein of uh, Zeta. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what new types are, but we do get a bit of an idea that we know that they were new types. And then they were enhanced in some way to be better. So we can see how some of the programming goes, and like, and how it can be broken. And you see that happen with pretty much every cyber new type outside of Marshmallow that Judo comes across, able to break their programming. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it, I don't know. I think the, I think this show did a much better job at like portraying cyber new types. Of victims, and it's just really shitty what happened to them. I wonder. They also make cyber new types seem like way more unhinged as well, which I feel mm-hmm. like in Double Zeta, like four, like while four, I think so. Four was like the only example of a cyber new type in Zeta. No, there was the Sarah, other, other Sarah and Rosamay Sa- as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, wait, they wait, were wait. all pretty unhinged, are but we, like, are we? Ex- they were actually- un. Are we thinking that Sarah's a cyber new type? I just assumed that. That I might not be right. She, I, no. I think she is. No. She yeah, may be I one. Know. I don't know if that's canon. I don't uh, to be honest, I really don't know. But I know Rosamy and Four are definitely canon cyber new types. Mm-hmm. Well, we definitely need to look into that. But <laughs> I I was just thinking before I lose this thought, <laughs> and this may sound like a shower thought, but uh the reason why judo like interrupts the programming of the cyber new types he comes across is it's supposed to be like this symbolic thing of you know cyber new types are programmed for war and violence mm-hmm. and he's like this pure presence and so he disrupts that and that's why they like are interrupted from their like war path and they like go back to their genuine selves and they're like, Oh, wait a minute. What's going on or whatever. I think that's, I think that's supposed to be, have like a larger symbolic message. I also think it was to do with his new type powers as well. I just took it. He's incredibly strong. With like very connected with new type abilities and it's enough to like just fundamentally break the, uh, the programming going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do, I do agree with you. Although, like, it is interesting to see, like, one of the things that I feel like heightened the double Zeta cyber type versions is like how split personality they are, um, and kind of seeing how the programming can make them so much more violent. It, you definitely saw that with four and Zeta, but something about the way that double Zeta made them more lovable, um which I, I found, like, 
kind of interesting. Like the way that I think the way that the, the they say is that they, they they were enhanced. So like Mashamar is like a very likable character in my opinion, and then the way that he's enhanced mm-hmm. makes him violent and like follow a certain you know pathway. So I I found that very right. interesting. Yeah. Do you have anything else on forty two before we move on? Oh, I do have one last thing. Um, so when Judo finally, when when he runs into Kara soon, and he's struggling with her, he's trying to convince her to, uh, I guess, ally with the Argama. He's like, "You can do laundry again," <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was like, "Dude." Come yeah. on, you not, you can offer. Cool. So my question to you guys is, what do you offer Karasun instead of uh, doing laundry for the Argama crew? What is your what do you bribe her with? Wait, I guess I just I took that line as being a, a total joke, and he's just trying to like. I think he's just make a dummy. laugh and snap out of it. <laughs> Well, I, I he's like, it could be like old times again if we were exploiting you. <laughs> I was like, would, specifically in said order to not get to her soon back on the Nahel Argama, I would offer her just some like forgettable mechanic as like a a, a, a new boy toy. Um, oh, that's a good because one. I feel like you, you get Torres. Yeah, Tar- <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, I feel like. It can't be somebody who knows who Charasun is. You know, you have to like market it as like, hey, there's a pretty lady coming in. Um, she's got her eye on you or something like that. I don't know. I honestly don't really want Charasun anywhere near me. She scares me and not in a fun, cute way. Alex, what's up? Uh, a, I disagree with you. She scares me and I find it exciting. B- oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. My uh, first, yes, of course. not okay <laughs> yes. with Alex moment came in this episode. It's okay. It's not okay. It isn't? But Charashun is rubbing her face oh. all over uh, over Judo. goes, I love young boys. They're so smooth. I was like, that's a definitely not okay. <laughs> definitely not okay because you're 23 and he's 14. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's just forget that. Let's forget yeah. that happened. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, assuming... He did look pretty smooth in that scene. The, the, assuming the she doesn't room. have those predilections. The the thing you offer Char soon, I mean, it's clear to me. It's it's motorboating. The two elephants. Yeah, the, the two I, elephants. I hate to say it. The two elephants in the room. If you yeah. know what I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that that's clearly what you offer. And I I didn't want to say it, but I had to. So no, I, someone I'm had glad to. You did. Agree. I'm glad you did. Nothing yeah. but respect for you, Michael. Yeah. All right. All right. Episode let's move on. <laughs> episode forty three. <laughs> The Girl from Core 3, Part 2. The Axis forces move in to put down the Cicero uprising. Palu 2 moves out, having received orders from Glimmy to assassinate Haman Khan. However, mm. she lets the captive uh, Luci- Luciana escape. Uh, changes come over her personality while encounter Luciana. Judo rescues L and the others from Haman's mansion, then confronts Plu uh, 2 in the Quibbly Mark 2. Um, so, yeah, this is just the, the second, the second uh, version of, or the second part of the last episode. Um, one thing that I really liked about this episode 
is I like the plan that the Gundam team implements. So kind of that Mondo and Beachy are going to work as a distraction. Judo's going to infiltrate mm-hmm. the colony to rescue Elle and Rue. Um, so I kind of, I really like that aspect of the show or of this episode. It kind of like more gains confidence, our confidence in the Gundam team. Um, but I think one of the things that these two episodes do is that they solidify the rift between Glimmy and Haman. We're just going to play like a, a larger role in the following episodes. Simon, did you like the aspect of the story? And um, did you kind of like enjoy the the third faction that we're like, introduced let me be to Haman. here? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did because I think that it helped me. I, I like really, really love Haman as like a character because yeah, he kind of is... I, I don't really know what she wants out of everything. It seems like she just wants power and she's like just so like so confident in everything that she does that like you know the reason she's perceived as evil is because like nothing will stop her in doing whatever she does she's like she's not that unlike like in i just watched wild wild or country she's like sheila a little bit like just this like incredibly (laughs) powerful like um like like entity that you just can't like you don't like you love and you like don't know why it's evil but like it's it's just it's they're too confident in what they believe in thus that makes them dangerous you know um so i kind of like yes. uh, taking all of the antagonism off of haman khan because like i i i don't think she deserves to be like the bad guy of the show um and then kind of rather than it's like one versus one where you know you're kind of forced to put a good guy mask on one side and a bad guy mask on another side it's kind of just like this chaotic like intermingling of people that want to you know that all are part of the i don't know like the most powerful groups of the war and they all want to come out on top so mm-hmm. yeah i liked it plus like it gave glemmy more screen time and i love that guy yeah, um, yeah i thought listening to, he... to last week's episode i really liked christian what christian said about how you love to hate glemmy and i kind of felt like mm-hmm. In these last episodes, or you know, at the, at the back end of the season, Glemmy is Glemmy a better villain than Haman? I mean, I don't know. Oh, yes, it's no. close. Uh, no, but here's the thing: I guess you but, just talked about how much you love Haman. Yeah, I love the guy. I love her so much. Uh, I like. I what guess, do you mean a better villain? villain? I don't know. Better yeah, villain. Yeah, like I, 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 Ooh, I think a- Glemmy is is okay you know what i'm just gonna turn the faucet on my emotions and let them run wild and say what i mean i think glemmy is more fundamentally evil mm-hmm. i believe that because of how he interacts mm. with play two i don't think Haman khan would ever do that and that's a fact alex hit it uh glemmy is the worst villain in this show because he destroys more of what i care about <laughs> and he has caused a more of a rift and like the good things about this show especially yeah, play but, and play okay. too we're gonna get to it alex but you have to say the moment where he dies is so good yeah like, isn't that's that like, that's badass that's, that's cool as shit yeah <laughs> like that that's doesn't, why that like, doesn't exist if you don't hate him so much right like you, I, I hate him. I hate him beyond belief. Exactly. I don't perfect. love to hate him. I just hate the dude. 
he's the better <laughs> villain. He he's the better antagonist because I think he plays the more detrimental role in Judo's life. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. he antagonizes him way more. He's been a shittier person overall. Amon Khan is just like she's chaotic. She's not evil. She's chaotic. Lemmy yeah. is categorically evil. Yeah. And maybe Let's it's take that this way discussion. because ah, Okay. Okay. Yeah, I want to I want to come back to it because I really want to talk about yeah, like I I have a lot of unresolved feelings about Haman to speak about, and I I want to wait until later. Okay. Um, but I'll I'll let Alex have his last his yeah, final and then here. I want to step step away from the conversation we're just having, and how can we forget probably my favorite character in these two episodes? Uh, what's I don't no idea to say her name, Rita. Oh, um, dog girl. Oh, uh, Lucina. Lucina, yeah. Yeah, Lucina. Yeah, like, Lucina. I, I loved her. Like, I, I can't trust like, her. I love the little might be too... corrected. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting her name mixed up with a name from a character from a game I just played, so I don't mm-hmm. know her name exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I really liked her. I liked, like, she, when I first saw her, I thought it was, uh, Lena. Lena, yeah, I was like, holy shit, oh no, that's not Lena. Okay, I can calm down. And then she had very pl- play energy as well. Definitely. Uh, I'm just glad to have her around, and I'm glad that she survived it. I was so freaked out. And, like, yeah. And then, like, the whole, her interactions with play, too, was super fascinating. Yes. And, yeah, like, a very big good point. point we didn't really talk about, but how much yeah. it starts to break her programming. Yeah, that's a really good point because her humanizing of uh, Pelu 2 or Play 2 really is that building block at which Judo is able to kind of like break away at her programming. And, yeah. you know, without that, I, I don't know if we if we get the same outcome. Um, no, without, I think, without that, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, things would be very different. Yeah, very good Judo character. would be dead, yeah. I think this show has really good small arc characters, um, vi- like very memorable ones from from all of. I mean, from really going back to the beginning with the the Junker to Cecilia to uh, Misarai and to the the guy. Um, forget the name. Forget the name of the character. Uh, the the siblings um, from when they yeah. first get to Earth. There's just a lot of really good small art characters, and I think that she's and they one all of those as well. like like I like them because they're all small characters, but they all play like big roles at the end of the story. Definitely, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like any of them are just kind of like fillers. Like none of them feel like filler characters. They all they all played a role. They were almost uh bottle episodes. Like they got the mm-hmm. characters from A to B, like in in terms of like logistics i guess mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. but they also added to the world building i yeah. think quite a bit as well like just the the idea of a little miners rebellion um was kind of cool in the in the gundam universe so yeah, yeah those, mm-hmm. those episodes were really awesome about double zeta all right, I th- I think it's a good point to move on to episode forty four. Christian, take it away. Okay, so I texted everybody a picture of the title card, and on the title card, Christian, 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 
Okay, no, 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 no. Christian, you everybody sit, calm sit down. Right, everybody sit calm right down. fucking there, okay? Whoever digitized the Double Zeta anime <laughs> oh, series what the fuck? that I watch <laughs> spelled it with Emily's name with an L instead of uh, R. I think this is more of a conversation on piracy in <laughs> like how pirate material gets oh, ported to I, Western I feel audiences. Like, I feel like Al- I think Alex is gonna love the. I think that this is just we talked about this recently. It's just like the the feeling of anime, like being like a back backroom VHS that somebody gives you. It's like fan subbed or fan dubbed. Like I, yeah. I don't know. This like reminds me of that feeling. It makes me feel like we're in a special club. So I'm really glad that yours yeah, that has exactly. this fucking spelling mistake on it. Like, it really <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It is, it is nice, and it also proves a point about like play or Palu or like all of these like names. Like, there is no proper spelling in English, you know? Right, and that's like what's confusing. <laughs> At the end so... of the day, none of us are fluent in <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> that is also true. Yeah, every, every, that and probably obvious to everyone by now. But <laughs> definitely, I think for in our wrap up episode, I'm gonna put together a segment, and we're gonna settle the score on the pronunciation. <laughs> bad subs and oh um, like the the official names of the episodes, and like maybe some of the backstory behind all that. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll take care of that later on. Anyways, episode forty four, Emily's. Wilting flower. That's the no. name of my. <laughs> no. Blue. You call you know it. Hey, lot. Christian did the work to summarize this. Like it's in his wheelhouse. Oh, <laughs> whatever the fuck he wants. Okay. Yeah, and, and like honestly, he pronounces most of the other things better than we do. <laughs> so. Uh, hit it, Christian. All right. So, in episode uh forty four. Um, sorry, you're gonna have to edit this. <laughs> Christian's brain. He can't, he, can't figure, he can't figure out what to the, whether to say Emery or Emily. Um, in <laughs> Jeremy's glory, fuck. <laughs> okay. All right, so the uh, Gundam team has devised a plan to sneak onto Core 3 and kidnap Maneva Zabi right out from... Uh... <laughs> Hamid Karn's nose, uh, because... <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> He's back. <laughs> I'm having, no, like, a where are we with Simon moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> But, just restart. Um, just restart. Re- restart, okay, Christian. It's okay. Restart. <laughs> Christian's <laughs> life is just one big. Where are we with Christian? <laughs> I will say, okay, big reveal. Uh, so I volunteered to mm-hmm. help people get vaccines, and because of that, they, we, I got a vaccine as well, oh, and cool. so I took it on Sunday. And these last two days, I felt sick, sicker than a dove. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So today, I'm starting to feel a bit 
better, but I'm still bless, bl- bless like you, kind Christian. of in a fog. Yeah. Bless you, bless Christian. You. Bless you. You're doing God's work. By yeah. Fucking You're fucking that, braver. That serum. You're braver than a goddamn cyber new type. You're braver than the goddamn Neo Zeon <laughs> forces, my guy. <laughs> I also love them. the United States Marines. There's one thing I know about Christian is that he'll volunteer. I love it. All right, go ahead. Whatever you're All right, ready. let's do this. Take your time. <laughs> but it, let's do but he, this, baby. But he fucked up the COVID documentation <laughs> so bad because he misspelled everyone's name. <laughs> <laughs> it totaled that they were wrong. He was right. <laughs> oh, I'm just giving you shit, Christian. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So the Gundam team devises a plan to sneak on to Core 3 to kidnap Minivazabi, uh, to take advantage of the full-on revolt or civil war that has broken out between uh, Glemitoto and Haman Karn's uh, forces. So um, they're able to sneak on, and they get really close to uh, kidnapping uh, Mineva, but uh, they kind of come to a a standoff and uh Haman lets them escape essentially uh but in this episode I think this episode was really really cool we get to see uh Purutu's new mobile suit yes the, the Queen Mantha and so cool. the way Big. it comes on to scene is just uh, the steam coming off the the jets yeah. on its yeah. legs. Oh my gosh! And the the way they animated like the heat waves coming off of that was pretty amazing. Christian, uh, real quick, um, do you, I think you've watched some of Unicorn, correct? Yes, I have. Yeah, so one of the things that I think is really cool about the Gundam universe, specifically about how they do the different universes, is the design parallels. And we've kind of talked about it with the mono eye for the Zaku, but I thought this was a really cool design parallel between the Queen Mansa and a future suit that we'll see in Unicorn yes. called Cassatria. They are mm-hmm. very similar and kind of the way that Gundam uses similar designs to kind of show different character arcs and character types that people fit in, I thought is really cool. And for those who have seen kind of into the other um, franchise, uh, you know, the different things in with inside the franchise, I just think it's kind of an interesting um, shortcut that, that they use for the designs and a very cool mobile suit. Oh, it's one of my favorite. It actually, with this last block of episodes, it became my favorite mobile suit of the show, or at least one of them. But this show overall, I think, um, in terms of like the number of suits that I really like, this has the most. I think that the design has been the best on this show so far well, especially in these like last episodes they did a ton of like sweeping shots of just like doing victory lap over like all the cool designs they have and like they had them all like um collected it reminded me a lot of like the instagram stuff that johnny posts where it's just like all mm-hmm. of his um kids together like it because in the show it's like a lot of uh singular like still shots on like single mobile suits but it's cool to see them like all together i don't know it's like uh very like cool guy like yeah i think i feel i feel like the designs 
um, that are resonating with me are the ones that have gotten away from animalistic features into more like chonky, yeah. fucking just like machines. Yeah. Like especially yeah. at the end, like the Queen Mansa and then Chara Soon's mobile suit. They're just like cool machines. Like they just look sick, and I and just then... really enjoy them. Whereas like in Zeta, it seemed like everything was like. Oh, it's like a pterodactyl or like a fucking beetle or some shit. It's just like very, <laughs> yeah, like still cool, but like I don't know. It's just like the way that they were all designed to transform as well, um, made them look a little bit more animalistic. But th- these designs really resonated with me, and I found myself like just I don't know, like like screen capping a lot of these to to kind of see see how much I like them. Emery, Emery, anyways, Emery. I'm sorry. Uh, with no L in her name. I, I'm sorry. That's that's how I've come to know her from the from the show I'm watching. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what what is everyone's last words for her for this character? Ooh, um, I'll, I'll let Alex go first. I want to hear Alex's opinion. I, I love Alex's opinion. Uh. I don't think she can write her last words because yeah. he's in a committed relationship. <laughs> yeah, that was put that out that there. That was so so. That's tough to see. Like that's it's it's tough to see when your boys <laughs> are taking L's like so bad like that. But like screaming out the name of a married man as your last words is like I don't know. Yeah. Not a good it's, look. Yeah. I like that. Uh, nah. When that happened, I thought of Alex just because I knew <laughs> I knew he's gonna have an opinion. So, <laughs> like yeah. that—that's that, my big take. Is you know, you, you you lost that before you met him. So like, pick someone else named to shout as you die. Because mm-hmm. Bright, I imagine, isn't a good person to be married to to begin with. No, yeah, he hasn't seen his wife and kids in months, if not years. Years, years. Yeah. It seems like. And uh, this thing, what was surprising to me was, I really did have didn't have anything emotionally invested in her character at all. Really, like I could have cared less about her. But the death in the show was really sad. In fact, like made an impact on me. Yeah, and I thought well, that was very, so like, sacrificial. Interesting. Like it was. Very noble death of like he, uh, um, like literally like put herself in the way yeah. in order to save others. To save like, I mean, like despite yeah. her like going out as like <laughs> the biggest simp ever, like he, uh, <laughs> um, she did die doing something no. that like yeah. Bright probably would be pretty stoked like with like I don't know like, um, but it's sad to, that that was almost um. I think like we can look back at this moment as kind of like uh, the start of uh, I feel like the ending of these shows kind of is just rapid fire. All your favorite characters dying and like this is kind of the start of that. They're yeah. starting out with a low ball. What well, it, it starts to make you up. nervous, right? Because you know that Tomino has has Ooh. the reputation that he does. So if like yeah. Emery's yeah. gone, then. Who knows yeah, who Millie could have been next. on that ship. We could have lost yeah. Millie. Yeah, I would have been real devastated if Millie died. Yeah, we I was Millie about to text you all. I didn't know I was watching Game of Thrones at this point. <laughs> <laughs> As I was finishing up the last few episodes. <laughs> yeah. 
we we love Millie in this house, so it would have been sad to see her. But I think it's time yeah. for us to take a break. What do you think? Yeah, why not? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I said it. I said it. So it'd be awkward to not take a break now. If so if you all were like tired. no, please. <laughs> so we'll take a break. We are back. Bye. Bye. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for giving us a listen. We really appreciate it. And we love the fact that people listen to the show at all. That's awesome. But what would really help us is if you left us a rating and review. That would just do wonders for us. Um, it wouldn't take too long. Just, you know, maybe two minutes. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Gundam. I hardly know him. I'm Michael, Bookstyle Podcast. Um, we're halfway through, and we're doing great. We actually got a call from all of our managers, and he was applauding on how um put together <laughs> this specific episode is. And um, you know what? We're doing our fucking best. We've watched three full length, like like forty plus episode shows. We're doing great. Should that be and here's my game. Gundam, we I love them. We're doing, we're doing our best. We're doing our fucking <laughs> best. We're doing <laughs> fine. Like, in that That's energy. New you don't like it? Like, you try watching fucking 120 episodes of Robot Show and see what it does to you as a person in your personal relationships. <laughs> I, had to, I had to move houses because of this show. <laughs> My parents just I walked out on me after now. I interviewed them. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, imagine, um, imagine going I to have... a restaurant and their tagline was, "We're doing our fucking best." <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't like it. You try it. Like, <laughs> um. Anyway, um, I, I, I have a game for all of you. I feel like I've been lacking a little bit on the games, and I did have, and I have this idea for the game. Um, for a game like 10 minutes before we recorded so it's it's kind of a little teaser uh, in the game development world we call this maybe an alpha or a prototype or something like that but the name of the game is in space simon can hear you scream and what i'm and what i've done <laughs> is i recorded a fight scene in which i have zeroed out all of the screams of a single character during that fight scene <laughs> and you have to tell me what character it is, okay? Right. Okay. Wait, what? You all so it's just good at this game. Ready, so I to reiterate, I have I recorded the audio for um you know a fight scene from the show, okay? And I've mm-hmm. squared and there's a lot of screaming in these fight scenes, like exclamations, okay? Right. And mm-hmm. I've just made a super cut of all of the screams of one character. Okay. And great, you great, have to great, tell great. me what character that is, okay? Great, great, great. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Y'all listening? Yes. Listening. Yes. I know who it is. All right, I'm going to hit it. I'm going to give it to you one more time, yeah, okay? okay. Give, give it to me one more time. I'm closing my eyes. 
Okay, wait. How do we want to do this? You know what? I'll trust you. Uh, get get a get an idea in your head and just say what you mean. Don't let anyone else influence you. All right, Alex, let's hear okay. it. Mashamari. Christian. Um. Rakan. Come on, Khan. No, Rakan. Michael. Ra Ra oh, Rakan. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Michael. Uh, I was gonna say Mashamar as well. That was Mashamar during yeah! his um, uh, anger-fueled um, last stand. Um, yeah, no, the last, the last yell he had is when he blew up. Exactly, exactly. I <laughs> thought that, that that was a good one because it started pretty mellow, but there is when he went, ha, 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 like that kind of game. <laughs> yeah. um, I oh, would love incredible. to make this um, a reoccurring game and um, have a little bit more ammo uh next time maybe give you a couple rounds but i will um, say like that, game? that was great i loved it and it, it was yeah. like whenever i heard it i was thinking between the two characters that they said so it was really hard when it came to me to, to decide which one i was going to go with but i did feel like the mm -hmm. laugh was more mashamar as soon as yeah. yes as soon as alex said mashamar i was like ah oh, fuck that's what it is but i i wanted mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. i thought maybe it might be rock on I did. Mm -hmm. I did debate Rakan as well. I also just couldn't remember his name, well, which made it complicated. Yeah, that's part of the reason I didn't say it as well. I couldn't remember. All right. Thank you so much well, for that game, Thank you for Simon. playing my Twisted Game. Yeah, of course. Do you, Anytime. Do you, have a, do you have a name for it? Yeah, it's In Space Simon Can Hear You Scream is the name oh, of the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I love yes. it. Yep. Mm -hmm. okay. All right. So let's, let's move on to these last three episodes, the, the final three. Um, the last three bronze, silver, and gold musketeers. Do I agree with um last the ice cream? The ice cream that has the three. Uh, um, Neapolitan, the Father, uh, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so Would I think, you... I think out of the three, I'm gonna say this is the Holy Spirit episode. Which is episode forty-five. Tag yourself. What, <laughs> what does the Holy Spirit of the three mean? It's the shittiest one. <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit. The it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's the, the one like you care the Trinity. <laughs> yeah, this, the Holy Spirit is commonly known. Like you can ask any Christian this, and they'll tell you know. that the Holy Spirit is the shitty one because you yeah. can't see it. Okay, yeah. like. It's like, oh, you just farted? Well, the, the Holy Spirit and this fart have something in common. I can't see it. Well, the thing about the Holy Spirit oh is it, it's like the cop-out for every yeah. single Christian. It's just like, I feel them. I don't know. Like, I know the answers. I don't know. Like, I, I, I exactly. agree. This is the yeah. Holy Spirit of the last three. Anyway, so we're on to the Holy Spirit, uh, episode 45, the Battle of Axis. <laughs> the final battle nice. begins between Haman's forces and Mashamar. Um, versus Glimmy. The Argument 2 decides to take this chance to strike at Glimmy, launching the Gundam team to attack Axis. Admits the free-for-all, Mashamar and Izaku 3 Custom loses control over his uh, enhanced mental powers and is lost to the stars. So, let's talk about Mashamar. Rest in peace. Pour one out for Mashamar. I would like everyone at this point to give their parting words on our favorite villain, Mashamar. We'll start with Christian. Uh, he. I really was sad to see him go. He's one of my favorite 
parts of Double Zeta. And I really would have loved to see him have more adventures. I think that was the saddest part of it. I, I could have, uh, I was already imagining him having his own kind of, you know, situation going on. So it was really sad to see Spin-off him die. Show. Um, Alex, what, what do you think about Mashamar? Uh, first off, the drip with the cutoff. Yeah. I can get behind that. <laughs> you might catch me. You might catch me rocking something like that soon. Uh, second off, uh, post programming Mashamar, not my favorite. Kind of boring. But he did die in the best way possible. That was fucking awesome. It was so cool. Super Saiyan there for a second. Yes. Like, like, great death. Glad he died. It went out in a way that was so appropriate. Simon? In a blaze of glory. What do you have to say about Mashamar? Yeah, I'm going to miss him. He was one crazy motherfucker, but I loved him. Um, and. I'll have what he's having. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was on some Gucci. He is ripped as fuck. Like he's a pretty attractive guy. He was, for, uh, yeah. yeah. He character. was Batman strong. He was Christian Bale and Batman strong. Yes. Or no, no, no. Yes. I love it. That's he's, how we're yeah. all trying to be. I, yeah, I love Mashamar. I think that like, I don't know, especially at the beginning of the series when I really fell in love with this series his morals as a villain were really refreshing. I think it's nice to have a, a villain that you can kind of, I don't know, get behind on a moral standpoint, as far as like, he, he didn't, he doesn't want innocent death. Like he, he's driven by love for, for Haman. And he's clearly like been programmed to be a certain way. Um, there's something about Mashamar I just find endearing as a character. I, I really appreciate him. And uh, I like the way he died, though. I think that going out in service of Haman, um, as futile as it was, I I think was a really nice, nice death for him. All in all, this episode was pretty much a battle episode, which are they're hard to recap. So I'll just say that a lot of battle happened. Uh, Laser beams, beam sabers, lots of fighting. Pow. (laughs) Yeah, but cool explosions, cool booms, boom bang. Exactly. But yeah, Mashamar, rest in peace. We loved you. And on to episode 46. Christian, take it away. Episode 46, Evaboration. And uh, guess who we run into in this episode? None other than Selah. And... uh, where where are where are we exactly? Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, where we run into Sayla? <laughs> no, 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 we don't see Sayla in this episode, do we? Am I losing my mind? We see... <laughs> do yeah, we? No, we see Sayla in this yeah. episode. In forty six. Yeah. I just looked at first like three minutes with Sayla and Bright. Yep, having a big old conversation. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah. Sorry, I. Yeah, can we talk about this? Is like the one episode I didn't rewatch. I I like. Came from it from both ends. I didn't get to this one. Yes, you're right. We do. We talk Sayla. about Sayla rocking in with the plastic shower sunglasses. Yes. Yes. Incredible. That, that was. Yeah. 
and her dragging Bright for being a shitty husband. Oh, I, I'm yeah, telling like you, she's your like, children. <laughs> <are still>. Yeah, <laughs> like a good friend would, you know. They'd be like, "Hey, get your shit together and be a real dad or a real." You had a lot man. of takes real quick. <laughs> my my yeah. My she dressed him down. My disappointment in myself is immeasurable, and I want to formally sorry, apologize to you and to the listeners. Like, I'm starting to think, Michael, if we find Sayla, like, you're not yeah. even going to care. Like, yeah, I, like, like you're going to leave us for her. I, I'm so sorry. I thought you, I thought you were a Sayla simp, but it, it's not looking like you are right now. I'm so sorry. Thoughts, okay. thoughts and prayers. The listeners can't yeah. see this right now, but Michael is drowning a Hennessy and <laughs> fucking also, you're gonna need, not looking you're gonna need, so hot. You're gonna need more than some thought and prayers to make up for this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was okay. Right. Shit right now, Michael. <laughs> I'm so sorry. C- Christian, take it away. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> So, um, in in this episode, uh, Bright and Sela have an interesting conversation, and essentially, the the point of that whole interaction is to tell the audience that Shar is still out there somewhere, and mm-hmm. she is in search of him. And cut to, uh, Glemmy has decided that he's going to throw the Axis's Musa asteroid. Into core three, um, or basically at Haman Karn's fleet, and in the midst of all that chaos, uh, Judo and Purutu have this big confrontation. He's trying to wrestle her down into coming on to, to his side, right? And mm-hmm. uh, things go back and forth, and Next thing you know, uh, there's this amazing moment, um, and I, who should we let describe this moment? Let's see, Michael, take it away. Describe, describe the the moment where uh, the one of the coolest moments of this episode. If you know which moment I, I'm talking about, yeah, I, I believe I do. Which is, it, it is. The most I've ever celebrated out loud while watching the show, which <laughs> is fucking Glimmy. This motherfucker has been Slimy on Rue. He's been fucking on Rue since fucking episode seven. Just like, I love Rue. I love Rue. Fucking womanizing, doesn't respect Rue. And he's being a piece of shit over there, trying to run his asteroid into a colony. And Rue pulls out a fucking beam rifle and blows his ass up. And I fucking went full, like, hands in the air. I was pumping my fists. I, I thought it was incredible. The moment where Rude kills Glimmy was so earned in, mm-hmm. like, poetic justice for, like... It's like... Remember how we were saying that Cats and Zeta is, like, the ultimate nice guy? I feel like Glimmy took nice guy to, like, the next fucking level. And Rue fucking murdered it, and I, I loved it. And <laughs> yes. I'll let Alex, I'll let Alex say his opinions and, here. And not only did she kill him, not only did she work if she worked him, I'll giving him one final denial. Of, yeah, I know that you love me. I'm sorry, 
Let me blow your ass up. Right. And he was, but like, it was funny because he was like, I accept your denial. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's like a funny bit of feedback, like as like the explosion was happening and he was like, Ruluka killed me. <laughs> like he like he had the one of final people, realization. You like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, but there were there were a lot of really cool mo- moments in this show. Uh, I thought the exchange between Glemmy and Judo, uh, right before Glemmy dies, was really cool too. He's like, you know, because they have this big confrontation, and Glemmy's like, "What do you even fight for?" He's like, I, I have, you know, I have a mission. I know what I'm trying to do. What are you even in this? What are you even? Why are you even here? Essentially, yeah. Uh, like, mm-hmm. and so that was uh, that was really cool. The battle was amazingly animated. Of course, yeah. The choreography episode, of so like yeah, great. like ducking behind all of like cover. Like it felt like uh like Call of Duty or something like that. Like I don't know. Usually when the mobile suits fight, I it, it's hard for me to get excited about it because it's a lot of just like flying through space and you know just seeing kind of like cause and effect of like you know one shot is like you know person shoots next shot is explosion but you have a really it, it they did a good job of kind of depicting a sense of space inside of this colony and just like kind of scaling up um like uh 1v1 fight with like mobile suits and it looked really cool i was so afraid we was going to die mhm I was too. There, I there was real fear that Rue or L were gonna die, and I thought that that was like I don't know. They they did a good job, like being able to instill that fear. You know, like it didn't just feel like an. I I thought L was gonna die, especially after Beecher confessed to her. Mm. Yeah, accepted it, which we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about the shipping of Beecher and L, which I still don't know how I feel about that, but I like it. Uh. I don't. Uh, I feel like I don't like it. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I would have liked it more if it was Eno. To be fair, like I feel like Beach yeah. and Mondo came a long way, and obviously Mondo he already had his love interest, so they're like Beach has to get. But like, what, what what's up with Eno? Yeah, Eno yeah. yeah. gets Inu nothing. Really he gets good. nobody. Eno loved killing. That's why he was in the war. <laughs> but also, there was they kind of like there were a few different points throughout the series. But like it kind of hinted on L and Beecher. Yeah, yeah there there are like, a number of times. But I will say though, it's always been one sided. And mm-hmm. also the moment where like they do have a connection is because he gives her a small amount of attention. And she's like, Oh, you gave me attention, which to me I found very toxic. I was like, Okay, L, like you don't need that. I think it's like, because she's p- pining after someone who doesn't give a fuck about her. Yes. Also, they proceed like, to slap the shit out of each other, <laughs> and then yeah. just like yeah, that was immediate, a, immediately was make up. Yeah. Well, it's not that Judo doesn't give a fuck about her; it's that he doesn't see her that way. Like she's yeah, family, he, he, but she's not a romantic yeah. interest. You know. Yeah, I, he <laughs> definitively knows it, and I, I, I wish, I wish that he didn't feel that way because I would have loved to have shipped them. Oh yeah. Do you, Al- Alex? Would you rather Judo end up with L or Rue? Answer me. I don't know. Fucking uh, answer me. Fuck. Michael just pulled out a firearm. Should we table uh. this? Should we table this combo He's for, for the end his camera. for the last episode? <laughs> no, we're answering it now. Come on, Alex. And, uh, fuck. I think L, honestly. 
I knew it. I what? Knew it. <laughs> I think L. Like you're a fake fuck, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wants Judah with L so he can be with Rue. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's actually the strat. Yeah, <laughs> so, that also, was an intelligent I just, choice. I just don't. I don't. Luke, she could do better than them. Ooh, interesting. Like, like Judah's great. He's Dude, okay, if you're gonna. If you're going to use that logic, then Rue is never going to end up with anyone because Rue is literally the best thing to ever happen to any of us. I know. And she's a cartoon character. Like, I can show every person I date to Rue. Don't do that. Alex, don't do that. The reason I'm still still single is because (laughs) no one can match up to Rue. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, no, no, Michael no, no. has been shielding <laughs> Abigail from Rue. <laughs> it's <laughs> um. Do we have any uh final thoughts for Glimmy before we move on? I, I feel like now's a good time. I think we we talked. I got one. Of... Yeah, go ahead, Alex. You got one, Alex. <laughs> That's how I feel about you. It's a burp. Whoa, wow. dude. That was a burp for all the listeners. You know what? Yeah. Disregard that. Put some respect. Put command, some respect so on amazing character. He was he was a great villain. He was I, evil. I, he was nasty. Like, he's bro, he was if insane. I could shoot my pants I, on command, I would right now, but I can't. Like, I I dislike him so much. I wouldn't even dignify disrespecting him enough to pee on his grave. Oh I just, my god, geez, Alex! Geez. Like he has a family, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty he's sure he an, does an animated family. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're Can telling I... me you you wouldn't right. even piss well, on his grave? Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, on. I just I just all like right, him. Right. So I don't know. Depends if I have pee at the we time. Don't to dig into this. We don't have to dig into this. All I'm saying what it means is I was spending so little. <laughs> that I don't, Let's continue to all talk I, over I each other. Have... Let's just continue that. <laughs> this is this isn't annoying enough for me to edit to begin with. <laughs> this is prime <laughs> podcast material, Michael. Prime. And answer your question, Christian. It makes sense. I care about him so little, I wouldn't dignify disrespecting him enough to pee on his grave because that shows that I care about him in some capacity. But you do care. I care about it. You're so lying. You're Your lying logic of pissing on graves is insane. God <laughs> and the and the audience right now. Alex. So, I, I, I hate him so much that I, I don't even want to like go through the act of pissing on his grave to be like, fuck you. Just just fuck him. Like he's just right. I never gonna right, think about right. him again. I hate him that much. <laughs> Let, let's move on to the Jesus Christ of these episodes. Episode forty seven. <laughs> All right, wait. So, so we can all agree that 47 was the best episode of last Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot to say about this. I have a very long, <clears throat> very long uh, written out thing to say here. So let, let's move on to 47. Warrior once more. Judo leaves the Argama and the Gundam double Zeta to face Haman one on one. While meeting her in battle, the ghost of Glemmy appears, uh, embodied in a band of Quible Mark IIs, piloted by the Play clones. Chara soon bravely battles the Quibleys to allow Haman and Judo to fight. However, she is killed in battle. 
Judo and Haman have a heated battle where they discuss the ideologies of new types and where their responsibilities lie. Judo is able to defeat Haman and she is killed. Uh, Play 2 helps the Argama save Judo as he escapes the fallen fallen colony and the Ayug fleet finally shows up just as the battle is over. Aboard Haman's old ship, now occupied by the Ayug, Meneva Zabi is revealed to be a body double the entire time. Uh, Judo, pissed at the outcome of the whole war, punches Bright right in the face. Sometime later, the crew is all back together. Judo and Rue are leaving for Jupiter. Sela and Lena reveal themselves, and no one is really that surprised, because clearly Lena was still alive and she never died. That was obvious to everyone. This was no. It's like it's a common a common sense sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Back on Earth, Fa and Camille lovingly embrace on the beaches, and we all cry. Firstly, okay. I did a lot of crying this episode. Yeah, I want to give everybody the opportunity to kind of just talk about their final thoughts uh, of this of this episode really quick. I know Alex texted text uh, our group chat about it, so I'll, I'll let Alex go first. But before I ask my questions, I do just going to have like a a little a little time to discuss the the final episode and the reaction of Haman's death and then and then everything else. So Alex, go ahead. Oh, I sent that message. That was like two episodes before the whole. <laughs> I came in a lot not to cry. I cried a lot in the last six episodes of this show. Um, I love this episode. I my favorite sequence of Gundam so far is the sequence of Judo leaving the argument in Double Zeta. It's just like a nice way of kind of wrapping everything up, and it was, it felt very final. Like mm-hmm. every other final episode. You know, you didn't really know how things were gonna end. But this, this was whether he lived or died. I knew that this was the story was over. Like this whole like, chapter was over. And outside of knowing that, from knowing about the show, I could just feel the energy. Yeah, I mean, there was not a part of the episode I didn't enjoy. The fight was amazing. I absolutely love you know kind of the wrap up and showing everyone the story. You know, I'm really glad that Sayla made Lena go talk to Judo before he shipped yeah i don't know probably one of my favorite episodes that's awesome yeah i agree i like i love what you said there about him leaving the argama in the double zeta because there was this like very obvious character growth moment of him getting into the the double zeta and astonage like kind of saying like hey your double zeta is ready he's like can i get a drink it's this very loving moment, like very tender moment between Judo and Astonage, a character yeah. who I feel like he kind of had a chip on his shoulder with, you know, through the whole beginning of the series. And it again shows the growth of Judo and like the dynamics of the series of him coming from being a kid who just wanted to steal the Zeta to make money to, to the hero of the story who feels the need to like stop the war to end the pain to like kind of try and find something to fight for in this story. So I, I'm really glad that you brought that up. Cause I watched, you know, I watched this episode twice and on the second view, I was just like really struck by that. Those couple moments on him yeah. finally embarking. 
Um, but yeah, again, um, Christian, what were your kind of reactions to, to the end? Just like your, your, your little thoughts right there at the end. Um, I thought that it was a really good way to wrap everything up, you know, cause a lot of times, uh, with the end of certain shows, you can tell that certain things were rushed or, um, some things were kind of left behind or it didn't feel that way with double Zeta. It felt, it felt that like they executed what they set out to do. Um, and I liked like the little happy moments that were kind of snuck in there, especially the very last one with Camille and Fav running along the beach and just like finally knowing that Camille's like, he's doing better and he's doing well now. That was, that was really nice. Uh, I love that. Um, I'll, I will say there was something that occurred to me during this episode, and I, I wonder if this is on purpose or not, but it was felt very much like uh, Judo and Haman's relationship had developed into Shar and Amaro's relationship in a lot of different ways. Um, yes. And it occurred to me, like, when they were, like, jumping out of their mobile suits to, like, fight each other and talk to each other and stuff like that. I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly like the final episode of uh, 79. Um, but I thought that was cool. Yeah, definitely. The, like that, that mirror is very clearly established. And even in the three shows, there's, there's a moment in the final battle where all of the pilots leave their mobile suits. So in double and zero zero seventy nine, it's Char in Amuro, they do like the sword fight where they they kiss their helmets together and stuff. Yeah. And Zeta, Shar, Haman, Sirocco, and Camille all leave their mobile suits inside of the um what is it called? The the big colony laser. Um yeah. and so they all chase each other in there. And in this season, we have Judo and Haman coming out of their mobile suits and judo tries to hit Haman with like a pipe and, and to shoot him. So yeah, very, very clear parallels there. And also like, I think the show wants you to like show the characters outside of their mobile suits um, mm-hmm. and kind of have that human on human contact as well. So I, I think that yeah, they, they try and always do that in the final battle. Uh, Simon, what were your thoughts on, on this last episode? Um, I think my favorite part of the last episode was how Judo seemed to um, have reached like some sort of enlightenment of like what it meant to be a new type. Um, I don't know. I it's just like like uh, when he was uh, like battling Haman and like all of his friends and all of like the noble people were like you know possessed his mobile suit to like help him fight and like he kind of had this realization that like oh this is like what being a new type is all about i thought that that was like a cool idea to have i don't know to like be able to be like an enlightened new type you know because i don't know like draw a parallel with like eastern mysticism and stuff like that like all these like it feels like a new type is like people like striving to like get this you know ultimate power but you know never really achieving it but you know, to kind of have this end state of like, you know, understanding it all and having it all click is something that hasn't happened in the previous two series yet. Like, you know, it seems like the new types were kind of just like, shit's fucked, like, I'm gonna dip. But like, it was cool that Judo was able to kind of 
understand a little bit more about what it meant to be a new type and it was that was very satisfying um and yeah that was my final thoughts that was my favorite part of the last episode yes i'm so glad you brought up judo's like new type abilities because the fucking laser beam he shoots out of his horn is so fucking cool holy shit and also Mm -hmm. like this is the second time he saw it in the last two episodes but he does he connect with all the other new types in the past exactly. and it's so cool like, he gets it to be able to come back with Glemmy with like a retort of why he's fighting and then mm-hmm. they all come and help him one more time <laughs> he's just the ultimate new type just so cool and when I, I watch that scene how... oh go ahead Alex I was just I just love like how they like added new type abilities and even in the last few episodes like, every new type like all the new cyber new type being so fucking powerful, and like I love mm-hmm. how they actually represent the new type abilities by being these auras that come out. Right, right. right. I I thought it was amazing how he he basically was using telekinesis to bring yeah. the yes. disparate parts of the double Zeta back together. That was such a cool mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, that was amazing. That's a great way to use that, you know, in the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um <clears throat> I did want to talk um a little bit about a character that we lost in this episode which is Charasoon. So I think we spoke a little bit about her earlier, but did do you have any final thoughts on Charasoon's character um before we move on? Alex. Very very fitting way to die for her. I yeah. I didn't want her to die. I like I was a hard death as well. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that in her dying act, she was ripping off the rest of her clothing. <laughs> wow. yeah. Not only that, but not only was she dying, she was she had targeted her enemy and blew herself up with him. So like the fact that she was physically touching her last enemy before she died felt very childish soon because every time I think about it, I think about her embracing like physically touching someone and, like, having some sort of physical reaction and for her to, like, die with a physical reaction I thought was a very fitting end. Very well put. Mm-hmm. Simon, I think you had some thoughts as well. Yeah. I thought I, um, almost compared to, like, how Rumba Rawl died for me. It was really unsatisfying, and I thought Don't it was, like, way too... Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I... They have similar... Damn, it's really a shame that they never met. That would be a possible, like, hypothetically, they exist in the same universe. So if things were to go differently, they could exist in the same room at the same time and record a podcast together, perhaps. Ooh, I'd love that. But, yeah, I wonder what it would be about. Probably about um sexuality to be completely frank <laughs> um Hor- being horny for battle <laughs> yeah being horny for battle um but i don't know it it yeah i i just didn't want her to die i don't think she deserved to die i like would almost rather one of the like main core characters die in her place but um that was kind of a twisted thing to say but yeah wow i can't believe i just it. got one, one quick comment. Um, do you know that song "Sex and Candy" by Marcy Playground? Of course. Uh, of course, I know if that song. It now. Was June, if it was Shower June, if it was and Romper Raw, it would be uh, "I Smell Sex and Ka 
B. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's strong. That's, it. that's all I have to say. That's it. You guys can kick me off the podcast now. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> that was. <laughs> that was strong work. That was strong. That was strong work, Alex. That's why we have you here. Okay. You bring a very specific set of skills to this podcast. I just, I just had to do. I just had to do three deep breaths, and I had to count to ten. <laughs> and now I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Yeah, I got lightheaded. Christian, Christian, please say something. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> Kara soon. Uh, I mean, she's my baby. I, I love her. It was really sad to see her go. I didn't. I didn't want. She's I didn't my want baby, to lose Christian. her. I didn't want to lose her none. Um, but I, I thought, I thought she had a very fitting end. She went on in a blaze mm-hmm. of gore, a, a blaze of glory, just like uh, Mashmar. Um, pretty epic. But Definitely. she was my favorite characters of the show, so it was yeah. hard hard to see her go. I think that people see Chara Soon as like a microcosm of the series, um, and use her as an example to kind of write it off in a way, um, mm. which I find very frustrating because I think that the vibe and the way that she is is not really indicative of what double Zeta is as a Gundam series. Um, and I think that if you take her at face value, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice because I think that there's a really good character in there between the lines. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I th- I have a complicated relationship with Charasun as a character um, outside of the show, but inside of the show, I really love her. And I think that there, there's so many good moments with her on the Argama doing laundry with um, Shinta and Kum <laughs> and being, you know, a good example of, of the cyber new type kind of di- dichotomy. So um, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I thought a really good character for the show. Um, So I, I kind of want to save some of our broad reception about the show for the wrap-up episode of this season yeah so i don't really i don't Mm -hmm. really want to get in too much of our general feeling of the show as a whole um but i do want to talk about a couple of things before we we wrap up for the day so i want to talk firstly about haman um as a character and i i want to know what you all think about her plan and her morals as a character like what what do you all think that I don't know. In the last episode, we kind of got a little bit more of her during the last battle describing how she thought about things. But does anyone have a good feel like they have a good grasp on what her ideologies are? I think she. She. I, I think that the reason why she is a bad guy and that she can't work is because she kind of ha- shares the same ideas with like like fascism i think of where she thinks that her ideals are the best and therefore they must be exhibited at all costs like she doesn't really have a set of like people to keep to keep her in checks and balances or like to have checks and balances with her she's kind of this like ultimate figure and i think that's why like, while she, you know, may seem to be, like, kind of have her head on right, you know, and, like, not, like, hypothetically, if she was, like, the ultimate dictator of everything and, you know, 
I mean, maybe it wouldn't be horrible, but kind of having the opinion that the world needs an ultimate dictator and that that is the only way to solve problems, I think is problematic, mm-hmm. which is why, I don't know. I, I like, because I didn't know if she was a bad guy, like the whole show. I like, I didn't, like, I thought that she was like, it was going to turn out that she had some like secret plan of like, she was like working with a bunch of people to undermine Neo Zeon or something like that. But it kind of turned out that she was a bit more, I don't know. The only reason I wor- use the word like fascist is like, it kind of reminds me of like the, the the idea of like eco-fascism, which is like this thing where like everybody thinks that, or like some people think that like humans need to be stopped in order to save the environment, which is like, mm-hmm. it, it sounds like a good plan, but in reality it's like disregarding a ton of different things because there's no checks and balances being, um, or th- th- there's no like large group of people being uh kind of queried to make decisions so that is my mm-hmm. final thoughts on chara soon or um oh my god freudian slip uh fucking <laughs> whatever the fuck her name is Haman Khan. <laughs> alex i'll let you uh take over from there yeah it's uh i think simon kind of really gets it it's and i struggle because i fundamentally think that like to fix the system, you have to entirely destroy it to rebuild it. And that's kind of her philosophy is Earth can't be saved, so we should destroy it. But that's kind of where her line of thinking stops. Not we should rebuild it, it's just it, and then something new will happen. Right. That's not how things work. As much as I agree, well, it sucks, let's burn it to the ground. I ride with that. I agree. I mean, stop cars are burning. I'm always a fan of. But yeah, I think that, like, it's. Her idea of like rebuilding is they take it to this very basic and just flawed way of just if we destroy what was going on, things would be better, but never discussing how to make things better or what to do after. Mm-hmm. You, you just don't destroy things, you, you want to rebuild them. And she just kind of stopped at the let's destroy things. And like, I also think like and her idea of like making a world safe for new types. It's not a bad idea. I mean, kind of see this thread going is new types are only being used for war. And ideally, we have a society where new types can strive. I think that's ideally what Harman Khan would have wanted in the end. The way of going there was just never going to work. Mm-hmm. Christian, what, what do you think? Um. Well, it's like I kind of am on the same track of of what Simon and Alex have already said, uh, you know, obviously we all we all love her, so that's that goes without saying. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of, of piggybacking on, on what you guys were just discussing, there was a moment I think it was either in the penultimate episode or the last episode where uh, Haman Karn is she's rallying the troops and she gives a speech, and there's this little scene where they like. A cut to all of the Zeon or Axis soldiers like repeating what she had just said. Oh yeah, and uh, uh like in my notes, I wrote down a question, uh, 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 like how how much of the military force has been quote unquote conditioned or you know like brainwashed or is it just like they are that uh legitimately dedicated to Axis. I'm not sure, but it made me think about that at least. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I think she was an amazing villain. She had like a bunch of interesting, complicated aspirations. Like on the surface, she's trying to restore the Zabi family name and kind of preserve the status quo or go back to a bygone era of mm-hmm. of when things were more peaceful, I guess. But at the same time, she has future plans for, for new types, you know? It just so happens she wants to destroy Earth along the way. But yeah, I loved her. She was great. For some reason, um, there's a discourse going around the internet right now, which is like the Generation Z versus the Millennials. Um, and it's, uh, I-, I think it's really funny to think of the new types as like Gen Z, <laughs> the fucking millennial old types, like skinny jeans are out and the side parts fucking out. <laughs> I mean, the side part should have been out a hundred years ago. I'm going side with Gen Z on that one. <laughs> so we're uh, stuck that's on all earth. I think about that's so, yeah, gravity is pulling you down with your, with your skinny jeans, I guess. <laughs> Gravity is pulling millennials down. Gen Z will ascend to space. <laughs> yeah. Probably Simon, literally. Si- Who knows? Simon, are you a millennial or are you a Gen Z? Uh, I don't know. I'm like, there's like half people my age. Like, I- I'm in the nice, um, like middle area where I can say I'm either, depending on the crowd <laughs> I'm with. <laughs> yeah, you're, a cu- you're a cuspy over there. Yeah. <laughs> <A> cuspy. <laughs> Alex, what do you have to say? I was gonna ask, like, how did you all like feel about her Herman Khan's talking that people were couldn't be free, that they were attracted to Earth's gravity. That they couldn't fly free. I thought that was like an interesting way to put that like she was offering freedom, which isn't true. Like I thought that's exactly what a fascist says. Yeah. Right. She was. But I thought it was a very interesting way of being like, you're just bound to Earth and it's gravity holding you to it, which I thought was just a. I mean, like, I think. To use in a space. I think if you extrapolate the, like, so, like, they're using Earth in this sense as, like, you're bound to Earth, but look at the scope of, um, like, this world. To me, that's not so different from saying, like, Bro, you need to get out of Utah. You know, like Utah, like the <laughs> yeah. gravity of Utah is holding you mm-hmm. down, or like you know, kind of. And, and I think that's like a, a a beneficial way of thinking. That's definitely how I look around my life of just like never be tied down to a location because typically people like, that are, what, you know, what if Alex Christian and I showed up to Utah and fucking pulled you out like overnight without your having any say in it? Because that's what Hamas yeah. kind of vi- version of it is. Yeah, and that's kind right. of like how yeah, I, it's that's like how I wrap my head around like the idea of of what she's doing. It's like it's forced progressiveness, which is like right. You can't which is like fascism. Society pro- like, to progress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can't force a society to progress. It like doesn't work like that. Like unless the majority of the people yeah. want to progress, then like any version of you trying to force it is wrong um by right. the morality and the norms that we've set up in our literature and you know how how we view things so and i wonder I that that's i wonder that's if what, that's why why like the the whole rhetoric of leaving the gravity of earth is so vague because mm-hmm. she can use it whichever way she wants because it justifies her 
having power and maintaining it. Right? She's like, what I, mm-hmm. well, what I really want is to free everyone from from the gravity of Earth. Sounds, it sounds good. It sounds like, great. I'm like, yeah, yeah. dude, oh, that's, I want to oh, float. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom from gravity? <laughs> that's insane, man. But... Uh, <laughs> You t- you really take a hit of this about it. Free from you know what i you know what i kind of have real like the mirroring like the similarities of haman khan and elon musk are like kind hey. of, <laughs> like pretty crazy i don't know i feel I like elon musk something. could like could rebrand tesla as like don't let the gravity of earth hold you down <laughs> Oh my gosh! Speaking, I don't bring I don't bring up Elon Musk very often, but um, like three or four years ago, I told my friend um that I thought Elon Musk was a Bond villain, and he got very mad at me. And I feel like slowly as times played out, I occasionally just text him and be like, "This is a very Bond villain thing that Musk is doing right now." Like, that's hilarious. Yeah, you tell me off mic which friend this is. You don't know him, um, but he might be okay. listening. I know that he follows the podcast somewhat. Um, Cameron, if you're listening, I love you, man. But uh, he's he's since given in the fact that Elon Musk is a Bond villain. This is before. Yeah, we he's bad. Straight up, one hundred percent. Yeah, he 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 even bought like a Bond villain car like back in the day. So definitely, uh, Musk is a Bond villain. I'll, I'll die on that hill. Um, but I thought so, kind of finishing up this series and you know first off hats off we finished three of these series which i like to me Holy i think shit. is like that's so crazy series yeah. you know it is 100 and like what is it, like close to 150 episodes of gundam that's yeah. wild that's true 150 times 20 that minutes that's like 30 hours of gundam like we've <laughs> lost a day of our life to gundam like plus christian and i watch the fucking movies too oh. and a, a lot of that i've we have rewatched <laughs> so That's it's true. more than yeah. that <laughs> I, re, I, I like yeah. double watch most of the first series yeah um so like i don't know every time we finish one of these i kind of think about like where we are in the in the scope of the franchise and also like what i'm excited about next and we kind of texted about this a little bit on the group chat but i kind of wanted to hear um you know at this moment like right as we finish it what are you, what's your relationship with Gundam right now and like what are you when you look at the list of what we have left like what's speaking to you what what do you want to see next and I'll I'll let Simon take it away first you know what i think is a really good comparison for me of like where we are it's like when it it feels like we've learned how to like we learned how to ollie and we learned how to pop shove it and we learned how to like 50-50 but like i think until we watch like gundam wing like we can't kickflip yet like it's like <laughs> it's like you can't say that you're like good at skateboarding until you can like kickflip right it's just this like famous yeah. trick that everyone asks you to do and like you, you you're bad at skateboarding until you can kickflip and then you're good at skateboarding like we're learning all of the tricks that you need to like fundamentally know in order to kickflip, but I I still don't really I I don't feel comfortable saying that I'm like really into Gundam yet until I think we mm-hmm. watch either Gundam Wing or uh Z G Gundam G Gundam. That's yeah. perfectly that describes perfectly how I describe my fandom of Gundam at this point. Like I, I like I know the the fundamentals pretty thoroughly of the Gundam universe so I can carry on 
pretty good conversation with a Gundam fan. Actually, one of the guys mm-hmm. I work with, he's a pretty big Gundam fan, and we got into a, a pretty great conversation because of the show, you know. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, yeah, we haven't quite graduated to the kickflip stage yet, but that's <laughs> that's how it feels. Unicorn is a tray flip. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Alex, how how are you feeling about about our journey yeah, so I'm far? Loving Gundam more and more, and I'm ready to. Like, I think the one I'm looking forward to most is Unicorn, and I think the more I watch it, the more I realize that it's in the same timeline. Mm-hmm. So, now I probably will change and be in love with the next timeline we went to, but I'm like really excited to ready to kind of see what else this universe country is going to take us to in the next. I don't even know how many more shows are in this universe. Like, ten more shows? Ten more series? Yeah, I mean, we have... I don't know, we have a long journey ahead of us. And, like... Yeah. I think that we're... I think that what we're on to next, Char's... To me, Char's counterattack is, like, the first big split. It's, like, they're... These first four seasons of the podcast are about the same four things in order. And then after yeah. that, it's like onto new kind of new ground. Um, so we're kind of onto like the last the last little leg here of our our journey mm-hmm. of uh, Universal Sanctuary of this this uh, timeline. Um, what's everybody looking forward to as far as series or movies? I mean, I've like I've put down Shar's Counterattack to me. Like I've been very excited about it. To, for, so for me, like. Finishing this to move on to Shar's Counterattack to me is like a massive moment. Yeah. I'm really excited to watch a Gundam movie. I've never watched a Gundam movie before. Um mm-hmm. so I'm really excited about this self-contained movie. And I'm like excited to find out like what we can do with the podcast to like cover it. Um one of the things I think is gonna be really fun is that I think we can do like a live commentary track for it. Cause since it's just one thing. Yeah. There's no way like there's no reason for us not to just watch it and talk right. about it at the same time. It's one thing. I think we could we do like a maybe like try and stream it. Yeah, absolutely. We could do, you know, one version of it where we're stone cold sober, and another where we all get fucking you know high as shit. Who knows? Like, <laughs> there, there's just like a lot of things that we could do with colony uh, drop, <laughs> colony drop. <laughs> so I don't we'll know. We'll get some subways and colony <laughs> drop and watch it. So do a couple like a colony of, drops. There's like a lot of possibilities with Shars Counterattack, and I think that like. I don't know. The animation style of it looks really cool and the the designs for it. It's just like I think that like a lot of the references for Gundam are in within those first four things. Zero Zero Seventy Nine, Zeta, Double Zeta, and Shars Counterattack. So I'm like I'm super excited for that. And then I'm I like am weirdly excited for G Gundam when we come across that uh as well. I think that's just gonna be a comedy filled uh season for us, but any anything anyone else have anything they want to talk about as far as like what they're excited about? I'm really excited to see Turn A Gundam. That one looks like the Ooh. most interesting out of everything. I still think I'm most excited for the orphans. Just the fact that we can get into a Gundam series where we're not talking about Gundams. Like a little mini series. I'm very excited for that. Like the more I watch this, the more I'm realizing I'm liking. But just I love the pilots and 
uh, Double Zeta is like literally has turned me to be like the pilots, but I've always enjoyed all of our secondary characters so much more. Mm-hmm. I'm also really excited just to see the other side of the war. Right. People who aren't in these awesome fucking flying death machines or like we've seen you know, a follow soldiers who signed up who or adults who generally signed up for a war versus a bunch of teenagers who have to fight a war because the world fucking sucks. Like, it'd be a very interesting contrast. Definitely. That'll be super interesting, yeah, to get that side of the universe. Yeah, I think we, I don't know, there's just like a lot of different stories that we're going to get to experience through this franchise, and I think that like, I don't know, it's just a very interesting franchise to to choose to watch um especially considering how little we know about it you know even i who have seen the most of it still have seen like 10 percent of it you know so there's just so much to explore and i don't know i'm like so i'm still really invested in the story that we're experiencing but i am kind of excited about the prospect of a new story that i know nothing about like after war x or some shit like that that I, I literally have no idea what the fuck that's about so it's just like mm-hmm. i don't know an interesting prospect um before we wrap it up do we have anything else we want to say before we close out no i'm i'm excited to uh get familiar with the rest of the gundam universe that's that's all i can say at this point I want to like listen back on the like some of our 0079 episodes too. I'm like I'm more interested to see like how this podcast as a format has grown. Like I don't know. Definitely. Fucking re- well, I mean, recording I, your like, voice is weird. <laughs> hey. At the beginning like the way that we did it was different the way that like I did the first 5 and Christian did the second 5 or you know how yeah. we, how we broke it up. So we've we've definitely like are evolving slowly and I think that'll continue. I've like definitely thought about Dude. listening to uh episode one uh where we just talk about like the idea of Gundam. <laughs> Some like, somebody commented on our Instagram and said they were listening to it and I was just like, I'm sorry. Fucking <laughs> 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 stop. Yeah. Be, that might be fun. It's like do like a Twitch stream where we go back and listen to the first episode and listen to all of our terrible takes. Oh god. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. No, I think we'll get there. I think that, um, you know, as coronavirus slowly moves out of our lives, one thing that I want to do is more like video based content as well. Like, I think that yes. I, like cool. Simon and I just bought some booster boxes of some Gundam collectible cards. And I really want you guys to buy some as well because they're super cheap. But I think that'd be I really got them. <laughs> like, I got a box. Did you order like, them? a pack or a whole box? You did you ordered a whole box for 15 bucks. Chris, or Alex, look at the list. Oh. The link I sent you. It's 15 dollars yeah. for oh, a booster I'm gonna box. Buy yeah. yeah, that's, a, that's a, not a lot of money. And... Yeah, do an offer. If you, if you buy another box, I if you buy two boxes, I'll buy one box off of you. <laughs> Wait, did the dude accept your 15 dollars offer? Yeah, if you put in a best offer, he'll accept it. <laughs> stocks that's stocks baby <laughs> yeah so, i got anyway, i got it for like 18 Christian? bucks yeah hell yeah so we yeah we got some cards coming oh you have to pay for tax that sucks yeah Wait, offer per item how much can i i'll, I'll talk about this off mic <laughs> 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 
Anyway, uh, I think that's a good place for us to wrap up this episode. We're going to be back next week with, I, you know, to be honest, I don't know what we're going to do next week. Um, something. Something interesting. Um, something crazy. Something different. Something wild. So, you know, your guess, is, something, your guess is as good as mine. Um, so we'll see you then. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks to Christian, Alex, and Simon uh, for talking about Double Zeta with me. Thank you to DJRX78 for victory gundam the song that we use at the beginning and the ending of the episode oh holy shit guys frazier's coming back i just remembered frazier uh, is coming back we did it oh ladies and gentlemen what? we got him. we did it frazier's we did it back and if frazier is not in a gundam then i think we need to burn the earth down i agree oh somehow frazier's coming back the, and i think that we willed it into name? existence the dog's dead. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying the dog is re- replaced with a fucking robot sphere in the Haru. new Frasier. Haru. Haru replaces. I would Eddie. say, yeah. If y'all have any other shows you want us to revive, uh, let us know. Yeah, we'll talk us the show. They're gonna reboot yeah. every single fucking show. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, as long as we talk about it, they'll reboot it. Um, Alex, yeah, what, do you have to, what do you have to say before we go? Oh, thank you, Michael, for doing the podcast. Thank you for talking with us as well. Um, yeah, I would like to thank yourself more. And as always, um, you got a picture of a cop car burning and you are <laughs> a radical leftist, let me know. I'm not down for cop cars burning from chuds, fascists, or Nazis. So if you're one of those three, stop listening to this podcast. Go fuck yourself. I, I speak we for, have... I believe, everyone on this show when we say fuck Nazis. Yep. Yeah, so many yeah, lines yeah, of yeah. communications that you can send us pictures of police vehicles on fire. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, we have mail Reddit. us a letter containing it. If you message yeah, email, me asking for my Discord. home address, I will give it to you. <laughs> no, Simon, no. No, Simon, Listen, no. I'm no, a... okay, no, you know what? Credit card number. Just hit me up. If you leave a rating, I'll give you four digits. If you and three friends leave a rating, that's a complete credit card number. Okay? Also, uh, yeah, if you leave us a rating, send us a DM and we'll read it on air because we need ratings that helps the show. Yeah. You know what? If you haven't left us a rating and review yet, I honestly don't know because we've, we've given you plenty of opportunities, plenty of chances. Come on. Help us hey, out. You, hey, how about good, this? Good ratings will be read in Christian's Beth Bill uh, Clinton. I will send you uh, voicemails mm-hmm. every day for a week. Oh, shit. That's uh, a curse. As a, <laughs> I'll give you a morning pep talk every morning and a voice message. I love it. He, if he gets up really early. He gets up really I get, early. I hope at 5.30 every morning. So, time. So. Yeah, it's like normal. I'm not. I'm not gonna wake you up. I'm not gonna wake you up with it, but <laughs> just, just know that I will leave a positive message for you every day of the week if you leave a review and a rating for the podcast. And you, you guys send it to us on like Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> Do so you have to send us your phone number too? 
Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll mean, talk to we'll, details. We'll Let us know we'll you get the rating. It. We'll figure things out from there. Yeah. <laughs> Our lawyer will contact your lawyer. We'll get it all sorted out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for listening. I've this go on too long. I think it's time to say goodbye. We love you so much. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. With, we, don't, we, we don't know what's happening next week. We cannot express this enough. We'll see you then, Mike. Bye. 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 Bye.